0: Alright, if you feel like you're stuck in a plateau and you want to figure out what to change and what to do, that's what we're going to talk about today. What's up, everybody? So I got um, two conversations. One of them was yesterday with an old client of ours, Annie. Shout out to you in Australia and another client of mine, personal client of mine. We were talking about, uh, you know, just trying to basically going through cycles where, you know, if you're stuck in a plateau or you feel like you're not really seeing as much progress anymore, like what are the things should I do? And, you know, one of the questions that uh, Annie asked me yesterday was like, you know, should I switch program? Because I was really focusing on explosive work for tennis. Um, And now I kind of maybe want to focus on just staying lean, but find something that's sustainable, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? And kind of a very similar conversation I actually had earlier this week with my client, so going through this, you know, my biggest Like piece of advice just to open up the conversation with is understand that changing things is obviously going to be a great way to stimulate a different response, which naturally is going to give you some change. And it's also going to bring some level of new motivation, which I think is beautiful, right? Um, You know, starting, everybody likes the kind of shiny object syndrome where it's kind of like it's something new, it's something exciting. And I think that excitement and motivation naturally brings maybe a little bit more intensity in the beginning. Um, but the one thing that I would just remind you of, I think the motivation that is bringing more intensity, the intensity is the thing that's solving the problem. It's not necessarily the motivation. So here's what I mean by that. Going through program hopping or switching diets. And we see this with a lot of clients. These are just not these two examples. I mean, this is a big thing in a very popular area. Um, you know, a lot of times we think, okay, well, I'm going to go join another gym because I've kind of plateaued a little bit here, or I'm going to start a new diet, or I'm going to start. You know I'm gonna buy this new fitness tech wearable or whatever it is right I'm gonna do a fitness challenge like these all these things that kind of create new levels of uh, motivation you have to remember depth is way more important than width. and for years and years and years and years and years and years are doing that uh, you know that's something I think a lot of business people like I experienced a lot is like you know we start to see some level of little success or something stops working and then all you're doing is thinking okay well let's well let's change this let's do this let's add this you know And I think in reality, you have to do more of the thing that really works and that's just mastering the basics. So what I wanna talk about is kind of some concepts and things that I think are big things to take with you and things to apply when you feel like you're kind of stuck in this plateau, right? Like if you feel like, hey, I'm working out or I'm doing, you know, I'm eating or I'm following this diet or I'm following this program or going to bed earlier or doing these things, um, but I feel like I'm not really seeing much progress. What I would suggest for you, and probably the most important part of today's conversation is start to track more, right? I think tracking is something that is very cyclical. I think it's something that should go in waves. There's periods where you're gonna wanna track. You're gonna wanna be very aware of what you're doing. You're gonna wanna see the objective data and numbers in front of you. And then there's gonna be periods where you're gonna be kind of of phasing off or phasing onto it, whatever. And then there's just periods where you're just like in complete freestyle, right? Um, Right now, I'm in a complete freestyle myself, so it's probably something in the near future that I'll probably get back onto tracking. I think it's something to not stress too much about first. You know, I think naturally your body kind of goes through these cyclical, like just, you know, subconsciously your body will go through these periods of feeling more motivated or wanting to be a little bit more precise. Then there's going to be periods where you kind of feel like you've carried some of that momentum with you. When you look at all the cycles of kind of peaks and valleys throughout our life and you kind of look at it in the grand scheme of things i think tracking you can't hack what you don't track and i'm a big believer of this right i think tracking is a great way to facilitate more objective data and to facilitate a lot more awareness around what you're actually trying to fix um and that awareness obviously is going to address maybe things that you were completely blind to in the beginning and after you do this for long enough this tracking starts to build some consistency. And with consistency behind tracking, you slowly start to build some intuition. With intuition, you can start to kind of quote, unquote, freestyle your training and your diet and your lifestyle and your health a little bit more. And it's easier to actually maintain that. But that intuition over time, you got to remember your body changes, right? Maybe naturally, you're eating a little bit less, or you're eating a little bit more, or maybe your intensity of training is not as high as you actually thought it was. So I'm going to kind of break down what are the things that we should be tracking and really how long should I be doing this for? Like what are, what are some of like the kind of the nuances and details inside of tracking? So number one, to kind of start dimension one, I would start with number one's tracking steps. I think when you look at most people's weight loss goals or health goals or stress goals or sleep goals, general movement is always the thing that I like to recommend the most. And I'm going to look at kind of two things. Number one is the amount of steps a day you're taking. And number two is the amount of time outside you have. Um, I think walking obviously solves both of those problems, which is why it's going to be an essential foundational piece to this. So having something like an Apple Watch, an Aura Ring, a Whoop, or any type of data tracking, even your phone tracks it if it's in your pocket. And shoot for a minimum of 8, but ideally looking at 10 to 12. I think once we get past that 12,000 steps, kind of research shows that it kind of flatlines a little bit more. So I don't think it's really as much of a need or stressor for you to really be shooting for 15 18 20 and also it's probably not that realistic so waking up first thing in the morning and getting a 20 30 minute walk in and maybe walking after your meals to help with digestion and blood regulation and all that good stuff but finding something that allows you to be very structured with it um, and be aware of it right because a lot of times people say they're moving a lot and then they realize they're stepping five thousand steps a day us as humans, we were designed to move. So you being very sedentary with work or life or in general, not moving enough, um, that is just a recipe for disaster for everything else that I talk about from here. Um, Most of your walking hopefully is not on a treadmill. I would hope that 99% of it is done outside in the sun because you get so many other benefits of stress reduction and the benefits of everything that the sun provides us. So number one, I would start to track steps. Number two, big thing, and this is kind of a question that Annie asked me yesterday, is like, should I switch up program? The answer is yes, you can, and yes, you probably should. But what's more important than even switching the programming is tracking the programming, right? Um, You need to remember that in order to stimulate growth, in order to stimulate change, you need to do more than what you're currently doing. So am I either doing more reps of the same weight or am I doing more weight uh, at the same reps, right? having something to track that progressive overload over time is going to be such a vital piece for your growth you got to remember that we should be with the mindset going into the gym to build muscle right if we're not building muscle um we're not really taking advantage of the metabolic machinery that our body provides doing that so one of the things that i would suggest for everybody is really instead of going to the gym and thinking about weight loss or fat loss Focus on going to the gym to build muscle because muscle itself is gonna be that thing to metabolically keep your body burning fat. Not to say you shouldn't do cardio, right? This is gonna be kind of the next part of the conversation. I think doing cardio, both aerobic and interval training or anaerobic or whatever form that you have is also another measurable. So for your weight training, you should be measuring the type of weights you're using how many sets and reps you're using with that weight, and then trying to do more weight or more reps with that weight, right? Whatever program you guys are on. Something that we do here 98% of the time is we keep the same rep scheme, so it's the same amount of sets and reps, but we try to progressively overload the weight throughout the cycle, right? So over the course of six weeks, you know, if I'm doing a bench press with four sets of eight today, you know, on that dumbbell, if I do week one, I did it at 70 and week two, I did it 70 for all sets. And then week three, I did 75 for two sets. Week four, I did 75 for all sets. and Then 80, like I'm progressively getting over, um, or overloading, I'm sorry. And that's going to be the thing that really provides the growth. If you're not doing more weights or more reps with the same weights, you're kind of flatlining, and your body is really not really getting a new stimulus. It's great for maintaining, you know, it's not to say that it's a bad thing. Like I personally, don't really have many strength goals or body composition goals in the gym, I really am focused kind of on just maintaining and moving and feeling good. So for me, it's like, even if I did the same weight all the time, like, I'd be okay, because like, I'm really focused on maintenance, right? So you'll go through these ways, there's going to be periods in your life where you're wanting to maintain, there's going to be periods in your life where it's hard to even maintain. And there's obviously going to be periods where most of the time we want to change or grow into something that we're not. And in order to change or grow into something that you're not, you have to be doing more than what you're not doing now, right? So that's just basic mathematics when it comes to gym stuff. Now, when it comes to aerobic activity, one of the things that, you know, you can run, let's say I'm doing a longer run on the weekend and I'm saying, hey, I'm going to go run four, five, six miles, 10 miles, whatever, right? Track pace, track heart rate, right? These are things, once again, with tech that you can really do, you can do it subjectively, you know, something if you're doing steady state cardio and you really want to focus on weight loss as usual, Um, I like to do more zone two, but I like to balance it out with some high intensity interval training. So with zone two stuff, I'm either using a heart rate monitor to track that 60 to 70% of my max heart rate. Um, or I'm just breathing through my nose the entire time I'm doing my run or my cardio, right? Whatever that might be. So there's ways to kind of track heart rate, but then also I want to look at my pace, right? So maybe in the beginning of running every Saturday, I go on a run. I'm like, Oh, I'm like. I'm at a nine minute mile or now it's okay. Now I'm at 850 next month and now I'm at 820, right? Like what what, are we actually improving on these metrics? Because if you're not improving on the process of what you're doing with your training, your diet and everything else, then you can't expect the result to change either. So if the scale's not changing, your body comp's not changing, your stress is not changing, your whatever the goal is for you is not changing, then what the process of currently trying to get you from point A to point B that's not changing so tracking the process is a different format than tracking the result but obviously tracking the process creates a lot more awareness and can almost guarantee that you're going to see some result change as well if the process is changing so steady state cardio tracking pace tracking heart rate high intensity interval stuff um, obviously you can look at output you know if I'm doing going to the gym and I'm doing 20 second or doing Tabata airdyne 20 let's say 20 seconds on 10 seconds off or whatever the format is 10 seconds sprint 50 seconds rest what's the output how many calories am i getting in that 10 seconds or that work phase versus the rest and then over time i'm tracking those things right because i want to say hey i did 10 rounds of twenty-second sprint and 40 second rest and accumulatively i did you know I'm just kidding. I don't even you know what the hell would be. Let's say I did 50 calories, right? And then next week I did it, I did 51. And then the next week I did 48. And then the next week I did 53. And then over the macro of the cycle, I actually increased my calorie output by 5 or 10 calories doing the same format. You're progressively overloading, right? And doing those things is really what's going to drive the metabolic processes that the body needs to actually grow right your body is going to drive more of that fat burning because it's needing to use more energy and it's being more efficient with that energy right in order to drive muscle growth we need to push weight in the gym so these are all areas that i suggest that you guys track and be really really like precise with the data that you're tracking because the more precise and accurate the data is the easier it is to manipulate what is working what's not you know, if you're in the gym and the, the it's not changing, you're not growing, you're not getting stronger, then the question is like, am I not giving enough intensity? You know, am I in the right program? Like everyone kind of immediately questions it. I would say 99% of the time, the program is not really the problem because most programs, and I would even take that back, I would say any program can work for most people. The question is the level of intensity that you're providing the overall volume of it and then am i actually trying to beat my previous score and that's just another you know that's the mental side of training right like saying that you're not getting stronger is like it was that you not pushing yourself like that's subjective right what's your rate of perceived exertion doing these workouts right if you feel that you get a better workout with friends or a trainer or a class because you push yourself harder then it's not a physical limitation. There wasn't a reason why you couldn't push more weight. It was mental, right? Like you weren't able to do those things by yourself. So you needed some outside source of motivation and accountability to get you there. And this is why I'm in business. This is why I have a job, obviously. So leverage those tools too. Doesn't need to be a service you pay for. Sometimes it's a friend we work out with, right? Sometimes it's our partner at home, our roommate. coach or class like i said like there's so many different tools that we can do that but if you're not growing the intensity is not there if the intensity is not there the results won't be there okay then the next phase is obviously tracking nutrition this is a huge piece if you're going to track two things if you really want to focus on really expediting weight loss and fat loss for most people's goals you need to number one make sure you're hitting protein and be honest with you i would put most of the focus for almost every single client i work with on just hitting protein first like don't even worry about calories don't worry about anything else like you know there's a found if i were to look at the pyramid of things like protein is always the way i like to start because most people that i work with say they're eating enough protein track it and realize they're not even fucking close second thing is then the quality of the food this is a harder thing to track but this is an easier thing to manage where are you buying it are you eating out all the time you're eating at restaurants who's doing the grocery shopping quality of food is a great way to just kind of indirectly have a byproduct of having a better diet because if you're eating things that don't come out of a package box or have labels on them, then you're eating things from farmer's market or grocery stores that are produce and meat based. And like, it's pretty hard to screw up a diet, right? I think diet, when you think about having common sense, it's not rocket science. The more you eat food products versus actual food, um, the more, the farther away you're gonna get from actually having a successful diet, right? So those are things that we need to look at Is number one tracking protein, you can use my fitness pal, you can use a food scale. Second thing would be calories. If you equate for protein and calories, it doesn't matter what the fat and carb makeup is, because the composition doesn't matter because the calories are accounted for your composition of protein, carbs and fat equal the total amount of calories. So if I'm saying, hey, I'm supposed to eat 2200 calories for me to lose weight. And I'm hitting I'm supposed to have 190 grams of protein. Well, track making sure I'm getting 190 grams of protein, track making sure that I'm getting 2,200 calories. If I'm not seeing the scale move on the weight, your calories are wrong. Either you're tracking it wrong or you actually have just the wrong equation or wrong amount of calories that you need. So you need to maybe lower it, right? Eating in a caloric deficit is one of the only ways your body can burn fat, right? It is the only way that your body can burn fat. How you do it, there's plenty of ways to do it. This is where keto and paleo and intermittent fasting and all these other tools make it easier to be in a caloric restriction. But when people say, I'm not eating enough or I'm eating barely anything, then that maybe you're metabolically kind of screwed up. Maybe you need to do some reverse dieting because a lot of times you going too much of a deficit for too long or under eating for too long, your met- metabolism slows down to accommodate for that, right? So that's why it's important to have periods where you have diet breaks, where you kind of eat in a maintenance mode for a little bit. And maybe even for some people in a surplus for a little bit, depending on activity level, but then spending majority of your time in a deficit. So just remember when you think that you're eating in a deficit, but the weight's not changing, you're not like, it's just fucking numbers. That's as simple as that. So tracking what your calories are, what your macros are, being religious about it. All these things I would say for food, you know, most of these things I would say for sure track for a minimum of 21 days, if you're kind of really in a rut. For some people that are just kind of just getting a pulse on where they're at for some things maybe track food religiously for like a week um training is one of those things i kind of would say you probably can go in longer phases of cycles on and off there's phases where i don't really track anything forever and there's phases where i'm pretty religious for months so that's something you find that kind of nice balance act but yeah tracking protein tracking total calorie intake Carbs and fats, pick something that's more aligned for your style of eating, obviously. I personally like to balance both them out. Hydration being a huge thing that a lot of people don't track, that need to track. You know, if you're eating a gram per pound of protein for your total body weight, um, you're gonna get a lot more satiety, you're gonna get a lot more of the metabolic thermogenic benefit of that. Um, and that in itself is really the way that we want to shape the diet if you're not getting enough protein you're not being able to feed the muscle if you're not feeding the muscle you're not growing the muscle If you're not training hard enough you're not growing the muscle your metabolism is going to slow down you're naturally going to overeat on the things that are a bit more palatable and less satiating and you're going to overeat a little bit and like you just go down this negative rabbit hole right so i think it's really important to understand that what are the things that really mitigate satiety for me what are the things that allow being in a deficit to be easier for me right being hydrated is a huge thing you should be having at least half your body weight up to your total body weight in water there's little things that you can hack with like having caffeine right tea and coffee as long as you're not having these sweet little frappuccino things like these are great ways to kind of suppress appetite and really in a healthy way as well um and then really when you focus on the rest of the diet i like to focus primarily 80 percent of my focus is getting protein and fiber right and fiber being vegetables and fiber being fruit um and i cycle throughout the seasons with that as well so Nutrition, really, really to get precise with that to understand what works for your body in today's current state, not what worked for your body 10 years ago, not what worked for your body a year ago. Stress changes, sleep changes, lifestyle changes, metabolism changes, and with change requires more awareness with that, right? So getting a pulse on where you're at is a really, really important thing. Then I think it's really cool to look into some of the little bit more of the holistic tracking, tracking sleep, tracking stress. Stress is a little bit harder to track, but we can use things like heart rate variability. If your heart rate variability on aura or whoop is trending down, your body might be in a little bit more of a sympathetic tone, meaning it's a little bit more stressed out maybe than you even think, and that could be physio or psycho. So tracking some of that data to make sure, am I getting the quality sleep that I want? How has my heart rate been trending? How has my heart rate variability been trending? And using that data, for yourself or with the coach to really get a really a good pulse and then really zoom out a little bit more in the macro and be like, okay, well, how have these things been trending over time? If you see your heart rate variability over months has been trending down, your body's more stressed. It needs more parasympathetic tone back in the body. So I need to do things that require Um, or facilitate probably a little bit more of a parasympathetic response. So maybe I need to do more walking than running than I thought. Maybe I need more time in nature. Maybe I need a little bit of a dopamine reset. I don't need to be in my phone or technology. Maybe I need to reevaluate some of these relationships in my life or my job or what is the thing, right? And you need to be the one that creates awareness around it, right? You need to journal it. You need to talk about it. You need to bring it out. Um, Those are easy things to talk about as in my shoes for you guys but they're hard as fuck to master yourself right so finding that balance i think is super 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 important but really understanding that sleep and stress are the foundations to the nutrition and the training and the movement and the exercise and the aerobic training above um then below that as i talk about right a million times and forever on like your mindset your community and your environment right what are the all the things externally around you and what are the things internally that you deal with every day but track all those things and be religious with it. The last part that I'll leave you with is how much time should I spend tracking these things? Like I mentioned briefly earlier, I think nutrition is one of those things that we can get a pulse on it pretty quick. If you do seven days of trait tracking with everything you do, track water, track protein, track calories, track fat, track carbs, you know, sign up for the premium membership for a month on Fitness Pal, cancel it after, like do whatever, right? But get the data, right? Get the data in front of you, build the intuition, use the data to build intuition. If you're not using the data to build intuition, it is literally a waste of fucking time. And that's a headache, actually. We're using data to really figure out what's working and what's not. Because in the phase of you tracking, you need to remember if you track it, Let's say I track food for a week and my weight doesn't change. That means what calories you have are not right. Meaning you probably need to have a little bit less. You need to change that in the app, right? Um, you know, if you're tracking all your weight training, or you're tracking your aerobic training and it's not improving, then maybe I need to reevaluate. Am I not pushing myself hard enough? Am I, you know, like a lot of times I will say most of the plateaus are more psychological than physiological. You'll be surprised what the human body can do. The brain and the mind is the thing that's going to prevent you from growing. So if I'm not seeing that true potential, that increase that I really thought I should be seeing in the training, maybe it's time to go find things or people that are going to get you to push past the boundaries that you can yourself. So a trainer, a class, a partner, a significant other, friend, roommate, etc. Right now, when it comes to training, like I said, I think that's something on and off go for months. If you feel like you're stuck in your training and you really want to make training the priority, then yeah, measure and track those things. I think training for me, um, I've done it for 16 years now. I don't really track much at all anymore. Um, but I also don't have really, excuse me, like a strong growth goal, if that makes sense. Like I'm happy kind of maintaining the strength and speed and agility and body composition. Like I feel pretty good where I'm at, right? So for me, like I'm more focused on maintenance which means I don't really have to track. And I think once we build intuition, it's much easier to do that. But if there is a phase right now where I signed up for a competition or I talk about maybe doing a triathlon in the future or if I were to do another men's physique competition ever in the future, like those are things obviously that would require me to get back on tracking everything. Details of objective numbers make life really easy. I run my entire business 80% on objective data, right? Because data does not lie. Humans do, right? And they don't lie on purpose. It just naturally, we we, we float and uh, kind of inflate things a lot more than we should. So I use subjective stuff as well because it's good to get a little quality control and a little pulse on all these things for ourselves. But just remember the data doesn't lie. So if you guys feel like you're stuck, you guys feel like you're in a little bit of a plateau, My biggest suggestion for you guys is just spend some time tracking. Get a little bit of a feel on what's working, what's not. Use the data to build intuition. Use the data to see against the results. You know, if weight loss is the goal, like, you know, a couple clients brought up this week, then tracking your nutrition, tracking your training. If you see that the – if you're really hitting the numbers that you said you were supposed to hit on nutrition and you're actually growing in the gym and you're not seeing any change, then obviously what the process and plan that you're currently on, that then needs to be manipulated. But – Do it for at least three weeks right i think 21 days is kind of a golden rule for me with anything when i change anything in my training or anything in my lifestyle is i'm like i'm gonna do it for sure for sure for 21 days and ideally even being 90 days kind of being a little probably more objective for some people okay guys well i hope you got something out of this and appreciate the topic as always for you guys if you guys are talking to me on instagram in person give me topics right makes my life really easy for you guys um I do this not to just ramble on and talk about myself. I do this to make sure that I'm providing you guys some level of education that you guys can learn from. So the more that you help me out by asking me the questions on what you want to learn and what you need help with, very easy for me to spit some game for 20 minutes and we'll go from there. All right, guys, take care. Have a good weekend.